This is the Yatu Savin Podcast with Rico and... I'm Ross. And we're here with some news uh, updates on the finals and a couple more things. But before I sh- but before we shout out the finals, I want to shout out Miss Ava DuVernay from Compton, California, that directed the When You See Us documentary that is on Netflix. We support... Anything Compton, anything Unity, Black and Brown, Unite, let's do this. Sure. What do you think about Salute. the Salute. finals so far? Um, okay. Okay. In my opinion, it's a rap. It's a rap for the Raptors. Raps for the Raptors. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's done. It's done tomorrow. I don't care because KD... Just started practicing today, which is Sunday when we're recording, and it's questionable that he'll play tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure he's going to get on the floor for an elimination game. But yeah, man, I think it's uh, Jurassic Park's time for their one championship. Probably their last one for a while, but one championship. <laughs> well, how, how do you feel, Rico? What's your opinion on the finals? Just to be the other side, because it's was looking like a toss-up with Jets to be the other side. I think if KD comes back with Buggy, Buggy, playing how he's been playing, I think this could be pushed to a game seven and the Warriors get that that three-peat. Do it ever since the last people that did it, which were? The Lakers. Of course. Shaq and Kobe, one-two punch. One of the best one-two punches ever. So uh, it's a toss-up. Logic would tell you it's it's Toronto, but I don't know, man. I think with with KD coming back, spreading that floor, passing the ball just like how the Warriors always pass the ball, Spurs like basketball, but enhanced with Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything is possible. <laughs> hey, well, you heard Draymond say, hey, we've been on the wrong side of 3-1 before. Why can't we be on the other side? Because um, you don't have that guy, 23, the right 23 on your team. <laughs> <laughs> so, but all right. So, I'm calling it five at most six. And you're saying Warriors in seven, obviously. Yep. All right. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be a good – so far, it's a good final. It's something different. Not as different as we would think it would be, but, hey. Because we the great choke, choke, choke in Portland. Choke, choke, choke. <laughs> <laughs> choke, choke, choke in Portland and choke, 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 mega choke. In Houston, mm-hmm. you need to mm-hmm. call out that, those chokers over there too. Hey, you saw yeah. Austin Rivers? He was like, I guess yeah, he just everything. Like that, huh? Yeah, but he, I respect Austin with what he said. He was like, they were talking about Mike Dan, not Mike Dan Tony directly, but the system that they're in and that everything goes through James and everybody else needs to put the ball on the floor. No ball movement, which Chris Paul was known to talk about after they lost. And, hey, 
You know what I hear right there? We, we shouldn't be talking excuses, about the Celtics. Excuses, excuses, That's what I hear. Because last season, they said that because Chris Paul got injured, that they would have gone to the finals and they would have won the championship. And this season, what happened? Buggy was down. Mm-hmm. What happened? KD went down. What happened? They had their whole team healthy. And what happened? Excuses, excuses, excuses. Exactly. They couldn't do it. And that's what Max Kellerman said this week on first take when he said, how about you shoot the shot, make the shot, instead of worrying about your feet being under the defender so you kind of hope they call the foul? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to bust a Shannon Sharp. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) All right. Um, but before we get off of this finals topic, there's also something else we need to talk about, and that is the owner that's now an investor that pushed Kyle Lowry on at Game 4. How do you feel about that, Rico? I do not like that. I see, and I don't like to make stuff political because, hey, we bring out this information for everyone, no matter what what you are, who you are, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of white privilege right there. Because if, if that guy wouldn't have been a rich investor, how they're wanting to call him now, an investor when it's really part owner of the Golden State Warriors, he would have he been lifetime banned like the guy from Utah. Mm-hmm. That in the previous podcast, that was... It didn't sound okay, but hey, we got this. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, he was a lifetime band, like you were saying, is your point. Uh, but because he's a rich guy and he uh, invests in like USC and stuff like that, they give him a pass, which they shouldn't give him a pass because they're sending a message there that if you got the money, you'll get the pass. And nah, it shouldn't be like that. Exactly, and it's. I guess it's also refreshing to see that it's not white or black in this situation. It's rich or poor, like you just yeah. so eloquently explained with the dude from Utah being not even – like, of course, he said some very racial, horrible things that he should never be around a basketball arena again. But how they took that action against words versus physical force that could have had major implication on the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if he would have pushed Kyle and there was some sweat. He would have slipped and fell, tore his meniscus, tore anything, or just got anything sore. That would have affected the finals greatly. Like you mentioned in our previously reported podcast that had audio problems. That's why we're referencing it. (laughs) But, and it's so crazy how as soon as this happens, the first thing that comes out, well, he's donated millions of dollars to USC, so he can't be that bad of a guy. Like, dude, why is that the first thing we do come to when it should only be focused on that action? The only thing I would have partially accepted is he said he was messed up drunk and he shouldn't have done that. That's still not excuses. Yeah. shouldn't give, no, that's not making excuses, though. Yeah. It's your response. If you're going to get wasted or drunk like that, you're you're still responsible for what you're doing. True. You shouldn't be 
excuse for that. I understand you could give them a, you could give a person a pass because they're they're buzzed or drunk, but no, like you you are like everyone's saying you're a really powerful person. You're an owner of this team. You're not just a fan. You're an owner. You should know better. Hey, I couldn't have said it any better, bro. It, 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 like, the NBA acted fast. I think they're trying to let the Warriors further handle his situation because this said this is an investigation that is going to be continuing, but he's already been fined $500,000, which should have at least been $5 million because of who we're talking about. That's chunk change for that guy. Seriously. But I, I see the Warriors handling it. I did hear today somewhere that they are looking into – having him sell all of his shares before the next season starts. That's good. But we'll see. We'll see. But if anything doesn't happen and it just goes away and then you still see him sitting at the games, like not still, but after the year ban, if he's back, somebody needs to say something. And we'll true, stay true, here true. on the Yacht to Sobby Podcast. And I got one more thing because we didn't go through this. All right, what's going on? Because it's about Queen Bee. Queen B. Who, who? Beyonce. I, okay. Did you see that thing that I happened? Heard, no, I where? did not. I heard about it, but you tell me. You tell me. Okay, so it le- it was the owner of Go- the primary or the most stock owner of uh, Golden State, mm-hmm. his wife, and then Beyonce, and then Jay-Z. And the owner's wife leans, and Beyonce's next to her. And he leans, she leans to Jay Z, and she, she's asking about, oh, do you want a drink? Do you want something? We got you here. Anything you guys want? And Beyonce, you could see her do like an eye roll <laughs> because she's leaning on her, and she's talking to Jay Z and not her. Oh. And her Beyonce sense went off on this lady. What you think about that? Okay. Uh. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Yep. Because you have to respect a person as a person. Like, you don't just lay over somebody. I know it's a basketball game. You probably do this all the time. For real. You get me? But when that person is Beyonce, you introduce yourself. You stay above. And then you just, if you want to talk to Jay-Z, so guy, lean over. Don't, like, lean out. And look over, don't lay over somebody like the way – is that is that the way it happened? Yeah. She kind of, like, brushed her off and was just talking to Jay. Mm. To hold like it was nothing. Mm. Okay, I get that. So, yeah. That was disrespectful to Beyonce on a, on, a, on a tall account. You get me? I guess I can see why she would want to talk to Jay-Z. No. No, Beyonce's there. You don't lean over her. But the Bayhive, the Bayhive, whatever they call them, the Beehive, are out totally out of line. <laughs> they could have had yeah. that right there, but your crazy cult, and it's not even Beyonce's fault. It's just these, these fanatics. These people. These yes, because her publicist, I heard her publicist put out a statement where she was like, calm down. She was just telling them if they wanted any drinks or if they needed anything, that they that she would go have someone handle that and go bring them whatever they needed. But mm-hmm. yeah, those fans need to chill. No, n- relax. 
Chill. Yeah, like, much respect those for fans, the Nicki Minaj fans. I don't know what's up. They were Cardi B fans. Something about <laughs> women fat. Like, no, okay, hold on. I'm not saying that. Don't no. scratch that. We're not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but something about it's just crazy, crazy fans of any genre. Yeah. Like, we're crazy fans. You know, we'll get any artist is just. Stuff. It's just any any fans of any genre or any person. Sometimes they take a little too far, further than what the artist needs to take it further. So yeah, they just need to relax a little bit about that. But much respect to to Jay and Beyonce. So yeah, uh, and I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. I was just putting stuff together. I was talking too fast. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. But just nah, like, they get you. Just like they you get said, you, bro. Don't trip. Just like they you got said, you. Though, like anybody that has fan base that starts to grow, and especially people like the ones I've mentioned have massive fan bases. Anybody, NBA players, like I was just mentioning, how we're Kobe fans. There's some crazy Kobe fans out there that just need yeah. to chill. That's very chill. You know what I mean? Like if if. That person that you're a fan of isn't up in arms and telling you to be up in arms about it. First of all, you shouldn't be listening to anybody like that if they said it. Yeah. But you shouldn't carry yourself forward to try to be the savior or the exactor of justice. Not everybody can be Batman, my guy. You know? So, <laughs> we can't all so, be Batman coming at crazy. one poor lady that did handle something not right, but she doesn't deserve, she doesn't, didn't deserve that kind of, because those, those beehive members can go in. They went in on her. Mm. I feel sorry for her. But hey, now she learned her lesson. <laughs> yeah, now she, now she knows not to, yes. I How about know. you send a note <laughs> next time? Send a note. <laughs> for real. So Have somebody right. else tell just tell whoever does the drinks and stuff, hey, whenever they ask for something, just give it to them and check up on them. That's what, they, that's what rich people do, yeah. I assume. Hey, those people take care of them, make sure they have no wants. If they do have wants, satisfy it. Boom, snap your fingers, it's done. You, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that. you'll handle it like that next time. But yeah, Beehive, or Beehive, calm down. Just calm down a little bit, just a little bit. All right? True that. All right, so, so this you, is a new this ahead, is a new thing we're doing where every and every and the end well this is the beginning but <laughs> since we recorded and we messed up the episode uh that we recorded a couple of days ago now from now on every episode we do we're going to not sponsor but uh give out a movie shout out that y- you guys should see and for this episode, we're doing He Got Game. Mm. That's a classic basketball movie with Denzel Washington and Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Uh, Ray Allen, a.k.a. the guy that saved LeBron. <laughs> yes. So we're doing this from now on. Uh, it's not always going to be basketball. It might be another type of movie, but this episode, we got that movie, Rock. Yeah, whatever we feel like the Yakusabe is going to shout it out, especially if it deserves it. <laughs> it could be music one week, it could be a show one week, because Rick and Marty is coming back for season four. And also, yes, riggedy, 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 Rick, man. <laughs> Pick Rick! 
For real. But it's, uh, several things come out that me and Rico love, like a various amount of things, and you'll find out more about us as this podcast goes along. So, again, he got game. If you haven't seen that basketball club classic of a movie, you got to check it out. He got game. Again, like Rico said, Denzel, Ray Allen, the guy who saved LeBron. Uh, <laughs> and um, so the next part that we're coming into, um, like we keep on mentioning this part, is that we had technical difficulties a couple days ago, right before game five. We had recorded an episode ready to go, and audio messed up. So this is us recording this part. The rest of it is coming from that recording session. And that's going to be the day that some breaking news occurred that's going to relate to trades and the Lakers. Breaking news. (laughs) Okay, again, breaking news. (laughs) There has been an NBA trade pre-draft, y'all, and it's going down. Per Adrian Wojnowski, Mike Wojnowski. I mean, (laughs) no, no no offense, no offense. I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I just can't pronounce his name. It's very hard for me to pronounce. Um, let me read the exact, the exact Woj tweet. Yeah, let's just say Woj, yes. Brooklyn is trading Alan Crabb and the number 17 pick in the 2019 NBA draft and protected first in 2022 at Atlanta for Torian Prince and the 2021 second round pick. League sources tell ESPN. Additional tweet. Brooklyn is clearing $18 million in additional salary cap space for July, which gives the Nets $46 million in salary cap space to sign a max free agent and even retain restricted free agent D'Angelo Russell. Without Russell, the Nets have two max slots. (laughs) Okay, so that means... Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. And that so, was just mentioned just moments ago as well that Kyrie is serious about the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know how that would work, in my opinion, with two ball dominant guards that kind of need the ball in their hands to make it work. But I can't see D'Angelo being more of a two since he is taller, and then Kyrie makes more of the decisions. But that's like having too many chefs in the kitchen. But, I think Elo, aka the snitch, that make that work. He can play off the ball. Uh, I, I don't know about Kyrie though. He seems like he's. I mean, if he could get his his assists up, that'd be nice. But like you said, they have two max slots if they don't sign Elo. So what if they don't sign that dude and they go get KD? They could. And then we could wash the Angelo Russell Russell of all his sins and bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. I don't know. No. <laughs> I, no, just, I just dream of a D-Lo and Zoe backcourt. That would have been so amazing. Magic! <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, it, it really... 
looks like D-Lo and Kyrie are going to be together. Or I have heard that Kevin, like he just said, Kevin Durant is, has been linked with Brooklyn. And imagine if they pull that on the Knicks fans, they are going to lose their mind. <laughs> They're going to be worse Brooklyn than that. Worse Brooklyn than that. Biggie's gonna erase from the from the grave and shit if something like that happens. Jay Z is making it happen, y'all. Don't forget Jay Z on part of the Nets. He making it happen. He was like KD, Kyrie. They gave me Paul Pierce and KG, but y'all gonna be the next big three. Guarantee it. We are gonna get AD too. We are gonna trade D'Angelo on the side trade. We are gonna make it happen. <laughs> right. But no. It's starting to look that way. Kyrie and KD in Brooklyn? Ooh. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of Knicks fans jump ship. Poor Knicks. Mm-hmm. Poor Knicks fans. Would you compare them to us Clippers? No, no. To what? No. <laughs> I was saying, would you compare Knicks fans and Brooklyn, fa- fa- uh, Brooklyn fans, the relation between the two? Like the relation between the Lakers and the Clippers? No, and you know why it wouldn't? All right, break it down. How, how long it down. ago was? How long ago did the Knicks win? <laughs> I don't know. We weren't born yet. I think our parents were like five. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think it was Willis Reed, uh, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, uh, uh, Clyde. Uh, what's his last name? I forgot his last name. Damn. Is, I don't want to get this wrong. Is it Clyde Fraser? Clyde Fraser. <laughs> Mr. Freshy Fresh. <laughs> Mr. A.K. Russell Westbrook before Russell Westbrook. Uh, but yeah. So now you can't compare them to the Lakers and, and the and the Flippers. Yeah, yeah. You know I know. I know. I just felt. I just. Ooh, I, I feel. Like I felt faint for a moment even thinking that. Oh man, that's a big difference. I'm sorry, guys. Don't don't throw me out. I've been here for a long time. <laughs> but um, okay. Now, how does this relate to the Lakers? Kyrie very serious about the Nets. I'll start that off. I really love it. I love it so much. Kyrie stay as far away from my team as you possibly can. I believe I said that on this podcast before. Kyrie is a locker room cancer, and his head is inflated of what LeBron helped him do. Yeah, you're going to be great if every shot you get is open. You're going to be amazing. (laughs) I mean, you still got to give him some credit because he did knock down that 3-2 in the final, so. Yeah, I get it. He still did his thing, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, he just doesn't fit with our Lakers team. He's still talented, though. You can't. He he's in the top five point guards of of the league today. You gotta give him that. Okay, let's talk about it. Steph, right? Damien, Russ. Ah, you think Damien? Yeah, Damien. Don't take it away. He just choked in the. He just choked in the Western Conference Finals. So it happened. I don't know. It, It happened. He's still learning. He's getting grips. They just got swept. Okay, we ain't gonna get into that right now. He's Steph. This is my personal five. Steph, Damien, Russ. Uh, I guess, yeah. Okay. You can put Kyrie. 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 
Hey, well, Kyle Lowry does more than Kyrie this year. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> just one year, though. You got to put Over the whole... same career, I get it. I get yeah, it. so I, I'll year, give you that. I'll say I'll, I'll put Kyle Lowry for <laughs> But, um... Yeah, I guess you so can say top five. So but there's a big drop-off. There's a big talent drop-off. I would say that between two and three, like a draft. <laughs> like, like, he ain't the same as Steph. You know, he's not. He's just not. He can't be compared to Steph. And I would go as far as say he's not comparable to Damien. You know? But, again, that's my personal opinion. And just the damage he does to locker rooms. How are you going to come to a new team and just feel like they're supposed to bow and kneel to you because LeBron got you he a just, ring? He just <laughs> thought he just thought that he was uh, alpha, and I mean he's a really good player, but he's not the alpha. Like he's a good piece to put next to the alpha to be that two punch, that second one, that uh second best player in a team. So I could see him as uh running second to like how he did with LeBron. He's that that piece and being that piece doesn't mean you're a bad player. It doesn't you're mean a you're a bad, bad player. player. You're, you're a really good player. <laughs> you're just not the leader. And you're not molded to a leader. Not everyone was the leader. So mm-hmm. I mean there's always Scottie Pippen to Michael Jordan. At the time, there was always Kobe to Shaq. So there's always that player. But Kobe was a budding superstar. Kobe was a budding superstar. We will not. I would say that would even be two stars together. That is true. Mm -hmm. But I would give it a little bit more to Shaq. Shaq Shaq was that. Shaq was that. That. mm, Shaq. Mm. I'll give you, he was a superstar uh, over here when when it was like uh, Kobe with Powell, with Bynum, with those players. But when he was with Shaq, he was the second to Shaq. Okay. Shaq was right. 1A and Kobe was 1B. In the playoffs, because in the regular season, the talk really wasn't about Shaq. The majority of those seasons, they won championships. It was about Kobe. And then once Shaq played himself into shape for the playoffs, that's when the dominance started to reign more towards the end of the year. But don't get that's it That's when it mattered, though. Kobe held his weight more than the lion's share most of the time during those years. Look at the numbers. It's there. It's there. Oh, no, yeah. You should look <laughs> at the I'm just saying Shaq was still the oh, yeah, alpha yeah, right there. Okay, this is what also let me know what say. Shaq, yeah, he was more of the alpha in the pair. I give you that. And, but Kobe, and then when Kobe started being the alpha, that's when they started butting heads. So mm-hmm. I'll give you, Kobe is, uh, of course, an alpha. But I'm just saying, during those early years, when they started winning, Shaq was the alpha. Yeah. Shaq yeah. was MVP those three seasons. Those three uh, finals MVPs, that was Shaq. Yeah. Shaq yeah. was MVP those, that one season he got, it, that was Shaq. But, Kobe's Kobe, so don't don't get it twisted, don't get it wrong. I'm just saying, Shaq, those three years, those three first uh, years of the 2000s, that was Shaq. Yeah, okay, but this is what I want to say. Put some respect on that. 
on that diesel. Oh, of course, beyond respect. He will always be the great diesel, the great check diesel. Should say, always. The great Aristotle. That great Aristotle. You know the names. Give it to him. You know more? I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, Shaq and Kobe, Shaq was the alpha. Michael and Scotty, and, and of course Michael was the alpha, but Scotty still was a star in his own right. Kobe yep. was also a star in his own right. I still, this is a hot take, I still believe Kyrie is an all-star masquerading as a superstar. I would compare him more to a more clutch Mario Chalmers. No, don't disrespect him like that, it. bro. I said it, man. That's a disrespect, that nah. He is, Come on, Mar- he Rio? is an all-star. Rio. He is a really, really good all-star. He is no superstar. Not at all. And you okay. Okay, yeah. I probably I probably would say it a bit much saying Mario Chalmers. Okay, let me not that, that. I don't know if I would say that. That's, that's disrespectful. He's <laughs> more, than a, more than a player like that. But I'm just saying he's not at... There's peers. I would say there's one, two, and three of peers and two. And that word is thrown a little too easily now, superstar mm-hmm. nowadays. But there's, I would say there's three tiers of superstars. Okay. You got you got the Jordans, you got the Shaqs, you got the Kobe's up here with the LeBrons and all that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the second tier. I would put him in the third tier. Still a hey, superstar. Okay. Still agree. a really good star. But he's at the back end of that superstar list. I'll give you that. All right. I can agree there. I just don't feel like everything that they're masking him to be, even though I do give him credit for helping LeBron win the championship. He was clutch. That was great. But we clearly saw him exposed in Boston. You know what I mean? And that player that played there is that same player that played in Cleveland pre-LeBron. And I don't think he's that tier one or tier two even superstar yeah, and kind of make him out to be, which he ain't. Just because he got a ring doesn't mean he's that talented. He's still talented, but he's just not. I could put a he's team not on that, my back type of talent. He's not that tier one or tier two, but he's important tier three. Without him, LeBron wouldn't have gotten that ring. So, mm-hmm. like we we're saying, like, there's no disrespect. He's a hell of a player. Uh, I I don't know if you've seen uh first tape and you saw Max Kellerman thing with uh Gary Payton and the, and them mm-hmm. was it Gary Payton or was it uh this dude from the Spurs what's his name Stephen Jackson and he was saying that he was the best all around uh handles and shooting I'm like uh he's kind of no he's he's not really mm-hmm. the best but like he, he's a special player he's yeah still he's up there. And that type of player next to a LeBron or even next to a KD, and, you know, it, 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 it amplifies him because a lot of the attention ain't going to be focused on him. And when you don't have a lot of the attention focused on you and you're typically setting up people more and just shooting when you're open, he's the kind of player that thrives in that type of situation, a la Cleveland, right? Yeah, but he's a Scotty Pippen. What Scottie Pippen was to Michael Jordan, that's what he is. He's not that identical type of player that plays defense and will guard the best player, but he's that piece that without him, that really good superstar 
is probably not going to win a championship, but adding him to a really good superstar player will get the, get you that championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so put some, yeah, we got to put some respect on that Kyrie name, but, uh, that was, that's Brooklyn. So how do you think that will affect the Lakers? Because the Lakers seem more out of that Kyrie picture. If he's more serious about, like, and come on, for Brooklyn to make that trade now pre-draft, they know some stuff is about to go down and they know where some people are going to end up in July. So they must have a good notion that Kyrie said, hey, I'm coming and I can pretty sure get somebody else to come if you open up a second max slot. Or he said, I can make it work with D'Lo. And that's why they made that trade now to move that money and have that available. You know, so. And you know what I also, think I feel, real, real quick, I also, just to close up my little point, the reason also why I like Kyrie going to the Nets is because Zoe gets more likely to stay in a trade. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go, go ahead, sorry. Realistically, who I think that, uh, would fit perfect with that Brooklyn team if they would end up making a little bit more cap space and throwing that Moscow contract and going and try to get Kyrie, keep D'Lo, and go get Jimmy Butler. No. If they would get Jimmy Butler and put him at the three, that would make a really good team for them. Let Kawhi stay up there in Golden and in, in, uh, Kawhi. Let, yeah, let Kawhi stay in Toronto. Let KD stay in Golden State. Max out KD. Play. Play. <laughs> we, we got, we got a little room over here for you and we'll trade for AD. And we'll have our new top three over here. That would make you it so play guard, That would be so amazing and get shooters. Oh my god. Oh, okay. All right, control yourself, Ross. Control yourself. I almost got too excited there. Uh, <laughs> all right, so now since you just brought up AD, let's um, now talk about how David Griffin is now opening, 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 come on, Ross, open to listening to trades for Anthony Davis. But let's hear our takes on the other side, other side, other side. <laughs> and we're back. So after going through all that playoff talk, that Brooklyn breaking news, uh, it sounds like uh, David Griffin is finally making the the Pelicans actually get one of those deals to ship out Anthony Davis. What's your opinion on that, Ross? Oh man, it's gonna start getting spooky. Uh, you know, I love the young core. I really feel like the young core is better than Anthony Davis, in my opinion. I'm one of those fans. Yes, I am. I've seen these kids grow. It hasn't been fair to them. <laughs> but I really feel like their talent combined, Zoe Ingram, Cools, and you can even say Hart. If they're all healthy, it's way better than just one forward. But I do get that he's one of those transcendent 
once-in-a-lifetime talents that he can do a little bit of everything at his size and great defensively, too. I guess. <laughs> but I'm not giving them everything. I'm not going to trade them everything. Not at all. The reason being is because we offered you everything at the trade deadline, which costed us our season. You said no. I know it wasn't David Griffin, but the owner and Dell Dimps, the GM at the time, said no. So now that you know that Kyrie's not staying with Boston, which means Jason Tatum nor Jalen Brown are probably going to get traded, you're not looking for that offer anymore. And our offer compared to the Knicks' offer, um, who else is supposed to be in Anthony Davis? Celtics. The Celtics offer. Anybody else really doesn't match up to our package. But what you will get if you want to take it is my feeling is I want to keep Zoe off the trade market because of how he fits with LeBron and how great he will be feeding the ball to both Anthony Davis and LeBron on the wing. Just sounds crazy to me. But it would have to be either or Brandon Ingram or Zoe, along with Kuz, and either Hart and Wagner, or Hart or Wagner, plus two future firsts. And you can take that, or you can leave it. That's how I feel about it. I would want to. I would want to stay pat, but if I had to make a trade, that would be the only trade I'm making, which would be a good trade for them. So, um, it is a good trade, but I mean, I think we're gonna have a give up, give up a little more. No, I would no. say, <laughs> I would say that's your trade scenario. Now let me say mine. Okay. I would say Brandon Ingram. I don't want to give this dude up, but Josh Hart, the fourth pick. Oh yeah, the fourth pick. I forgot that the fourth pick. And, <laughs> and a future first round. That seems fair, no? That seems fair. That's a former second You're overall You're going to get pick. two really good, two solid players, a pick, and then a future first round pick next year. That seems fair right there. I don't know if they're going to want that because I've been hearing that they're really interested in getting uh, Lonzo. And I don't know what what's going to happen. If they let us keep Ingram... Uh, no. Ingram and Lonzo. I you hear can that have a lot everyone of else, but Ingram, Lonzo, and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Everyone else you could have. You could have Kuzma. You could have Hart. You could have the number four pick. You could have Bogdan. You could have Isaac. No, no, no. Not, not Ingram and Lonzo. My mistake. No. Kuzma and Lonzo. You could have Ingram, and you could have everyone else on the, on the list because... Kuzma fits better with LeBron, and he would fit better with uh, with AD because he can knock those shots down. He plays decent defense. Ingram is good, but he's more on the ball type of. He needs to have the ball mm-hmm. to dish it out, and he'll be a really good player where he could dish out, score. So I could see him as a better fit in New Orleans doing some of the ball handling things, copying it to uh to Prime Time over here, what's his name? 
LeBron? <laughs> no. Oh no, Zion. You saw Zion. Zion? That'd be something good right there, but I don't know, man. Because I've been hearing that the owner of New Orleans just wants, just, she just dislikes the Lakers. And I she hope just, she's done. I don't want her to trade with us. Don't take our young quarter. Be dumb and take Mike Knox, uh, Mitchell Robinson, uh, the number three pick to put R.J. Barrett and Zion together, whatever you want to do. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and take that pick so the league can still laugh at you for not being smart about this and just being Greg Popovich. Even though Greg Popovich got DeMar DeRozan back, and you guys are definitely not getting DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is clearly loose. Like, if that trade were to go down, they, everybody will look at that and be like, yeah, New Orleans lost out on that trade. But we do get the story of Zion and RJ together again in New Orleans. Yay. <laughs> and I want that to happen because I want the young quarter to stay pat and then add – uh, either add another superstar or just fill out the team. And hell, if LeBron really want to play with Anthony Davis so bad, this is another hot take. Why don't we trade LeBron Davis for Zion? <laughs> yeah, New Orleans, what do you say? I mean, yeah. You, you I, you LeBron know, I, I don't think New Orleans. I know that's not going to happen, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I'm just saying if we – like the reports say, if we whiff on free agency and LeBron's going to leave, hey, New Orleans, what's up? <laughs> but uh, Or wherever Anthony Davis is. But um, I know that was a little tangent. Just just disregard those last couple thoughts. But, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've been coming off the, the holster with these thoughts, guys. Just, just let me at it. Um but yeah, I really, I would prefer Gail didn't trade with us as because I love the young core, and I want that I want the young core to be healthy and together next year and prove everybody wrong. Like Jabail said on Undisputed, we would have been in the Western Conference Finals if we didn't get hurt. Believe that, believe that. Man, we got to bring that dude back, hands down. Even even if he's coming off the bench, we got to bring that dude back. Him I wouldn't mind going, us going, and I've been hearing that there be rumors that we might end up pick up uh, picking up uh, Buggy. Nah, no, nah, I'm straight. Go get Drake Lopez <laughs> and have McGee coming back off the bench. Ooh, imagine if we could still Brook. I don't think Brook's gonna leave that situation in Milwaukee though. But if we could, uh, if, let's say that we whiff on all the superstars, right? We whiff on all the superstars. No free agents. Um, Anthony Davis gets traded, let's say, to the Knicks. I would throw everything at Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Not everything, but, like, a good amount of money. Like, two well, years, two, two years, ten million. Have no, five, that's five million a year. For him to even think about coming back, it'll probably have to be, like, two years. Imagine if we get two years 14 or two years 15. Imagine if we could get AD and someone else. You want to come and win a ring over here? Because we're going to for sure put that ring on that finger. You can put a ring on it. Yep. <laughs> All right. But, hey, I think that wraps up this episode. I think we got everything off our chest and some random topics floating up and down. 
But uh, <laughs> we got to the end of the railroad. We're here, man. Here's the pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rico, you want to close us out? Uh, well, what do we have going on for next episode, for next podcast? Next episode, I think, well, what, what did we talk about? We said we're going to um, talk about, that's going to be our pre-draft episode, so you definitely want to be around to listen for that. That's going to be our, our um, podcast right before the draft, and also seeing what's going on with the finals at this time. I think it'll probably be game five or six by the time we record again. And who knows, if these trades starting to come down the pipeline, we probably have more breaking news. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's probably going to be um, what we're looking at next week. And just stick around and uh, share this with your friends. Uh, currently, we do not have an Instagram nor Twitter, but you can follow me at TrueMambaFan24 on Twitter. And you can find uh, Rico on Facebook. Sancho Panza. Sancho Panza. <laughs> Sancho Panza. Um, and me, Ross Von Ryan. Um, pretty much anywhere. You just type that R-A-U-S-V-O-N-R-Y-A-N. I'm going to be the only thing that shows up, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as always, my friends, Yatu Sabe. Yatu Sabe.